In the name of the true and living God, amen. Please be seated. So Thanksgiving is primarily about two things. Of course, the first being giving thanks, and the more of that, the better. Um, it's good to practice a life of gratitude, and it changes your life when you do. And the other thing, of course, is eating. Hopefully, uh, lots of us will have a chance to enjoy food later today. Uh, I know some people will be making a huge mess as they cook for a lot, many hours. So in our, two, in our three readings this morning, the first two readings are readings about giving thanks. We hear Paul writing to the Philippians, and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. And then in Psalm 100, Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. But then that third reading, the gospel reading we just heard, is about eating. In a lot of different ways, too. Different angles on eating. First, Jesus criticizes the people who are following him because he knows they have been so impressed by the food he was able to give them by feeding the multitudes. They were hungry, literally, and he literally gave them food to eat, and he looks at them and realizes they have missed that it wasn't just feeding them, it was giving them a sign, pointing them to something above, and they missed it. All they got was the bread and the fish. And then there is a bit of discussion about the manna, that mysterious bread that came down from heaven for the people when they were in the wilderness that gave them just what they needed, only the nourishment that they needed for each day, an extra portion so that on the Sabbath they could save just a little bit. And that bread from heaven, that miraculous bread, he basically says is nothing compared to the bread of life that is standing before you. And he says that phrase that must have been astounding for them to hear that very first time they heard it, I am the bread of life. I was on a retreat some years ago, and this retreat center that we were all staying at had a small cafeteria where we would have all of our meals, and the thing about the food in the cafeteria was that it was extremely unremarkable. <laughs> it was totally unmemorable and uh, that was just fine because the point of being there was to be with the other people and the conversations that we had over the food at the tables, that was what was fantastic and memorable. Until one day during the middle of the retreat, I think it was a lunchtime, um, we stopped everything we were doing and they said, we're now going to do a special practice and it, it's going to be an experience of mindful eating. It's kind of like guided meditation. If you've ever had an experience of guided meditation, we walked into the room, and even before we sat down, we were mindful of the sitting down at the tables. And then we looked at this unremarkable food before us, and some words were said about that first spoonful that we were about to take, and to look at the food in the spoon before you put it in your mouth. And pretty soon you find out that you're actually looking forward to tasting that food. And then when you take it in your mouth, you experience the textures. You experience every flavor. We ate an entire meal that way, and you would think that it would have been a tedious experience, something frustrating. But in fact, incredibly, it was one of the most memorable meals of my entire life. Any moment 
we might open our eyes, open our taste buds, open our senses to what is actually before us. We could experience that kind of gratitude every day, perhaps every moment. You can't meet God in the past and you can't meet God in the future. You can only meet God and be present with God now, in this very moment. And when you find that you are, the only possible response is thanksgiving, gratitude. And when Jesus says that he is the bread of life, he's speaking in metaphor, because the only way to speak about God is through metaphor. God is too big and too mysterious. And he says, here I am, nourishment for you. We know because the Bible tells us that God is love, and Jesus is the way to that love, the way to live that love and to experience life that really is life. And so here we are on this beautiful Thanksgiving morning. We're gathered here in church, and what we get to do in worship at the heart of what we gather for is a meal. We gather around a table, and we share bread, and we share drink. We do it with one another, and uh, one of the words for what we do is called communion, and that's a good word because we do it in communion, in community, with each other and with all who've come before us and all who will come after us as well. Mysteriously, we are joined in communion with all. There's another word for it. If you look, and don't look now, I've learned if I say this, people get their bulletins out. Later, look in your bulletin, you'll see when we come to communion, it says at the top, it doesn't say communion, but it says the great thanksgiving. In the prayer book, that's what that part of the service is called, the great thanksgiving. And in uh, the Episcopal world, where we like old, fancy Greek words, we use a word called Eucharist. Do you know what Eucharist means in Greek? Thanksgiving. This is what we get to do, to come together, to eat, and to give thanks. Amen.